Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. 
I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well. I was thinking about a question that I heard on a podcast earlier today, one that actually, in my own personal life, I've thought many times over. And that question is, did you have any happy childhood memory? And I thought about that question a lot. And actually, I thought about whether or not I even wanted to sit down and record this and share this with you. And the short of it is my answer to that question, not to sharing it, because obviously here. The thing that comes to mind is no. There are no happy childhood memories that I have. There are these, these moments in which these small incremental moments, like, solitary moments of joy would happen and then they would immediately be stripped away. I'll give you an example. You know, as a child, the thing that I always enjoyed the most were on these rare occasional Saturday mornings in which my mother would go and turn on the old RCA record player. And this thing was gigantic. I mean, it's like five feet wide. It's heavy and wooden and it weighs 2 million pounds, right? Especially if you're a child. And we would clean the house as she played records. And those records would be things like Queen and Fleetwood Mac, Sugar Hill Gang, Run DMC, Michael Jackson, Journey, you know, and she would play these records. And like that's like where my love for music today comes and in this 90 minutes to two hours on these Saturdays if we were lucky enough things felt a bit normal but that's it because there was always something around the corner some kind of pain some kind of hurt some kind of torment watching her fall down the stairs drunk crash the car on pills hit us, hurt us, abuse us, 
And then when my stepfather came into the picture, those moments entirely disappeared. Because if things in the house weren't perfect, there was punishment. There was some kind of torture, some kind of hurt that was surely coming. That was not always physical. While the majority of times it was, sometimes it was very mental. It was the mental torment, I think, that bullying from him particularly that impacted my childhood the most. I distinctly remember these times as a kid when I'm like, I just, I hate myself. And I hate myself because of what he is telling me I am. I'm a loser. I'm dumb. I'm not good enough. I mean, even on birthdays, on Christmas, on, on Mother's Day, there was always something. I remember one Easter, I was having trouble getting my shoes tied. And I tried to explain to him. I said, I, I can't figure it out. Like, I don't know. You know, there, there was really thin nylon waxy shoestrings. And it was probably the first pair of those I had ever had. And because I couldn't get it tied, like he beat it. And I remember being like, but it's Easter. Like, this is like the Lord's day or what, right? And, and as childhood continued to go, like I would, I would sit and I would think about these moments that were supposed to be filled with joy and happiness, connection, companionship, family, love. And, and it was like, we would get these micro seconds of that but they were always solely, you know, if we are on a lucky day, I remember these moments of like my mom being sober and that sobriety was in alcohol or pills, whatever it may be. Like I remember these moments and in her sobriety, she was kind of there. And what I'm going to say, I think will only make sense to people who understand what it's like to have a parent, a family member, a friend, a lover, be an addict, right? And so you would get these small little glimpses of who it is that she could be. Loving, caring, nourishing, compassionate, kind. In the second that she had that first drink or popped that first pill, it was like staring into the eyes of a ghost. It was looking down the barrel of the gun because I knew whatever was next was coming and it was inevitable. And even at a very young age, eight, nine, 10, 12 years old, I would sit and I would look at her and I'd be like, well, this day is over. And sometimes that would happen before I was even out of bed in the mornings. You could hear her screaming and thrashing about in the living room, fighting with my stepfather, getting into massive arguments, hitting each other, breaking things, yelling at us, pulling us and ripping us out of bed over nothing, things that seemingly brought no value to anyone. It was like this consummate battle. And on the really bad days, it would be them comboing, teaming up on my brothers, and the verbal torment was just unbelievable. And, and again, sometimes like the verbal was so much more difficult to deal with than the physical. And I, I learned how to turn off. I learned how to be a robot, to feel no emotion, to feel no pain, to exist as a physical entity and nothing more. Because there were these moments where the, the biological response mechanism just would kick in. We'd be in the car. My mother would be intoxicated and she would say, 
I'm going to drive this car off this bridge and kill all of us right now. Or she would do something insane. Like, and what I mean by insane is literal. She would do something insane, like go and turn the oven all the way on, put food in there, go drink a fifth of alcohol. And we're like seven, eight, nine years old. And then pass out on the couch, set the kitchen on fire. I probably have used a fire extinguisher like 30 times in my life. And that is no exaggeration. And when my stepfather would come in and he would get integrated into this, he would be navigating her and the violence that they had between each other, both verbal and physical. And then he would lash out on us. And you have to imagine this guy my size, right? Six foot four, 220, 250, whatever size he was, just a gigantic human to a seven-year-old boy. And he would punch us and slam us into walls, lock us in closets. He used to do this thing where he'd flick me in the head all the time. And, and it was torturous. Like it was literal torture. To me, there, there's a scene, if you've ever seen Zero Dark Thirty, it's a really insane movie about the hunt for bin Laden that kind of starts in Guantanamo Bay, torturing this guy. And they lock him into a box. And he has a mental breakdown in the box where they're asking what day of the week is the next attack. And he's just rattling off days like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. He's just going back and forth and back and forth like, until he just cracks. And I remember watching that movie and I was like, oh, that feels like my entire childhood, just cracking constantly, this, this torturous experience. And then once they were out of my life, my mother going on her path into deep rehab, which eventually, unfortunately, did not work. My stepfather and her getting a divorce, him disappearing, going wherever it was that he went. My grandmother adopting me at 12. Well, and I've said this before, a lot of people will say, well, that was a godsend. That was this incredible experience. And in some light it was, right? Because I had a roof over my head. I wasn't in intimate danger every single moment of every day. But my grandmother was also violent mentally, emotionally, physically. She was incredibly racist. Like this is one of if not the hardest things that I had to navigate as a child was you know, here in this one hand, you have this person who supposedly loves you and here to, to take care of you and help you escape from the chaos that was your parents. And here on the other hand, being biracial, she's incredibly racist. Like, and in fact, we could not even have, I'm not even joking when I say this, my grandma would not allow my black friends to come in my house when I was in high school. And one time I did, my friend who I won't say his name, but he comes over and he's in the house. She goes, Michael, get in the kitchen right now. And she says, you need to tell that nigger to leave our house. And I was like, what the is happening? right?" And that moment I was probably 15 cemented the end of the relationship I had with. Now, while I still might've been in the home for a while, like everything else was just gone. So this furtherance of, like stepping into this shell of a, of a child continued to happen. We know this. We talk about this. It's a survival mechanism. And so I would see this thing happen with my mother, my stepfather, my grandmother, people. Like I would watch them turn into 
ghosts where it's like one second they're there and the next second they're not. The drugs, the alcohol, whatever that switches that existed in their brain would come in and they would be a different person. And as I sat in my therapist's office that day and he asked me that question, and then I heard that question again just now on this, was literally listening to this podcast like 10 minutes ago. I had to pause it and come in here and sit down. I realized that there are some of us who do not have any happy childhood memories, who suffered greatly, who went through bullying, alcoholism, and drug abuse in the family, who had family members arrested, who were, who were hurt physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, religiously, sexually. Right, And I, I categorize myself in all of those things. Some of us do not have any recollection of anything that was normative or peaceful or loving or kind or compassionate. And I include myself in that. And as I look at my life today, there, there's, this weird, there's this weird reckoning that I've had. And, and what that looks like and what that feels like is it's actually really more of reconciliation. Of, of sitting in this and be like, yo, that happened, but I can't change it. And the earliest parts of me, the youngest parts of me, I just try to remember to acknowledge the reality. And, and this changed my life forever. I don't have any control over this. There's nothing I can do about this. I do not get any say in any of and it's awful for all of us. And going through being bullied, not only in my own home, which like I, I categorize all of that as abuse, right? But being bullied in school, not only by peers and other kids, but teachers, all of these things made me hate myself. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I don't have another way to phrase it. I hated the way that I looked, the way that I spoke, the way that like I, I, I existed in the world, the fact that I had these learning disabilities, the fact that I, I couldn't comprehend reality in the same way the other kids did, because I was obviously knowing now was so dissociated. And I look back on that, and this is going to be a really hard thing for most people to understand, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it's just simply my truth. I'm glad those things happened so that I could be here having this conversation with you. But I also hate that it happened. You know, carrying the scars, carrying the memories, carrying the torment. There's, there's something I share with the people that I coach. If you've ever come into group coaching or if you've been a one-on-one -on -one client with me, there, there's something I tell everyone who decides to walk this path, and it's very simple. This is the rest of your life journey. You will always be healing this. The traumas will dissipate an impact. I don't think they ever go away. I, I, I believe that. And, you know, I've had the fortune of speaking with incredible leaders in this space, like Dr. Gabor Mate, Caroline Leaf, Meryl Bouquet. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And they all agree. And what I'll say is that because of those 
experiences of childhood of just this massive suffering. When I was 14, like I was done. I, I tried to kill myself. I didn't want to live anymore. I, I would go to bed at night praying that I didn't wake up the next morning. Like I wanted nothing more than to not wait. God, if I could, at 14 years old, if you would ask me what is one thing that I wanted more than anything, it'd be like to not wake up, for this to all be over. And, and I, I took this bottle of Advil one night. My mom was passed out, crashed. She, we couldn't even get her up the stairs. So she had become pretty overweight. And when I was younger, I could help her kind of navigate, right? I became like this human crutch for her at times. And so did my brother. And this one particular night, she is so wasted. She falls and passes out like up the stairs vertically. Like she doesn't fall down them. And, and I'm trying to help get her up to get her to her room. And I just couldn't. And I started to just have this intense, intense breakdown moment. And there was an album that had come out that I was listening to. And I, I won't say what. Um, I don't know why I won't say it's just something I've always kept to myself, but this album comes out, I'm listening to it and the lyrics are going through my head and I'm just thinking to myself, as I'm playing this one particular song on repeat for an hour, two hours, I've no idea. It's just on repeat in my little CD player. I was like, I'm done. I don't want this. And I went into the bathroom into the medicine cabinet that we had. And I just grabbed this bottle of Advil and I just took it. I was like, this is that way out. And what I didn't know, and, or maybe it's just luck. I have no idea, but I didn't die. I just basically threw up all over the floor, passed out, and then woke up the next morning feeling really, really awful. And then it was like, here we are again. Another day, the one wish I have to not be here has not been granted to me. And it was misery. It truly was. Like, and I know some of you guys can relate to this. And I'm not, I'm not sharing this as a mental dump, but more so as I want to create context for what I'm leading into in just one second. I spent all this time alone, isolated, suffering feeling obscure, unloved, unappreciated, that I don't matter, that the world is, is here to hurt me, to take from me, and drove me to insanity, right? That, that thing I talked about in terms of I would look in the eyes of my mother, my grandmother, my stepfather, and it's like there's a ghost on the other side. Well, I became that ghost. And in that moment at 14 was such a turning point for me because that became the moment where I did not care anymore about life or death, the impact that I would have on people, the things I said, the things I did, the way I hurt people, running with guns, robbing people, hurting people physically, mentally, emotionally, breaking people's hearts, uh, massive violence, like, uh, violence I can't even explain to you. And there was a moment I realized like, oh, I'm communicating through what I've learned, right? I'm, I'm violent at that age because I learned violence was communication, violence was love. That's what it is. 
And that continued on for a long time. I didn't care about myself at all because there were no moments in my childhood that said I mattered. And I mean, even today, like I think about that, what that's like as a child, knowing that so many of you understand this experience and wanting to share mine with you. One, to let you know you're not alone in this. Like I've, I've said this before, uh, my DMs are always here for you. I mean, I'm, I will say this, I cannot always give everyone my full time and more often than not, it's in your best interest to join one of the coaching programs so we can really connect, but I will always respond. And it's because I want you to know you're not alone. As adults, I know there are teenagers that listen to this show. If you're hurting right now, DM me, please. Like seriously, Michael and Broken, all the platforms, I will respond to you. No one on my team checks this but me. It is only me. And, and I want you to know also, and especially if you are now an adult, and you're trying to navigate this. Maybe this is the first episode of this podcast you've ever listened to. You've never heard my story before. Or maybe this is the 500th episode you've listened to. Either way, what I will say is, in the same way that I gave up on life, I found a way to not only embrace life, but learn to create the happy memories today. That in its own right, is a challenge. I'll tell you that much. And a lot of it came through letting go. Something I've shared on the show before, which became really powerful for me. Like, I had to let, I had to let go. I had to take these people out of my life. I had to go on my own journey. I had to step into the the depths of who it was that I am, who I thought I could be. And ultimately, I think the most important thing that I had do was I had to recognize that they were wrong, that I do matter, that I am important, that I am, whether or not it's to you, but to me, like I matter to me. I'm important to me. I love me. And if you can get to that place, and I've talked about that mirror moment in my journey so many times, I won't go into it, but if you can get into that mirror and you can stare at yourself and just say, I love you, it's going to suck, but your life will be different. And I want that for me and for you. And, and I want it for you, but I can't want it more than you want it for yourself. And all of those negative childhood memories, all of those experiences that you deserve, all the hurt, pain, the suffering, the, the, the moments that were stripped and sullied and taken away, I don't get those back. I can't do anything and I could be tortured by it. or I can heal it. And, and healing it isn't like, like there, there's no part of me ever. That's not going to be not mad. I'm, I, I can't imagine a world in which I'm not going to feel some sort of emotion, but I've learned to control my emotional response and in the way that it used to destroy me literally, just destroy me and send me down these spirals 
I've realized like, no, I can control this. I can, I can be sad and I can cry, but I don't have to let it take me through a whole day, week, month, year. I can be happy, but not let that control me either. And it's like finding the stoic equilibrium, which has given me a lot of power and helped me take that power back. So as I listen to that and I've sat in this and I've shared this conversation with I just want you to know, like, there's more. Like, there's this whole other side of life. It's like, you know, when you're at a restaurant and you see that room back there and all those people are in it, and sometimes you get in that room. That room might be contentment, happiness, joy, love, compassion. Like, sometimes you can get in that room and you're looking at it. And if you're really paying attention, what you realize is there's actually another room in that room. And there's a, there's a, very, very small number of people in that room. In that room, because there's always going to be another room, but in that room, there's another level. And that level, to me, and this is just my opinion on it, is self-love. And yes, you may not have had a good childhood. And yes, you may have felt tremendous pain and suffering in the same way that I did. But I will say this with full and unbridled that if you can learn to love yourself and walk through that other door, it makes those other moments a lot easier to know. So I'll leave you with this. I'm, I'm here for you. This community is here for you. Any way we can support you, you message me, you DM me, email me, it sucks. It does. I'm not taking that away from anybody. For me, a lot of times, there are days I'm like, cannot believe that happened. And I just remind myself that it's over. The worst thing I've ever went through has already happened. And so I might as well chase the greatness. Thank you for listening, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. I'll see you. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review, and you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends, and until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the waitlist if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, 
breakdowns, and to breakthroughs and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.